At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, y'all? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. And I know that you are here to listen to the best humans on the planet to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. Let's do this. And today I found Roy Ossing here, and I hope I said his name right. He is the author of Be Different or Be Dead, so you know he had to be on here, right, guys? He's a blogger, a content maker, a mentor to young professionals, the professional, uh, he's a former president of a major data internet company, a CMO, an entrepreneur for over 40 years of successful and unmatched executive leadership experience and aspects of business. And so, as you guys know, we talk about life topics, we talk about business, we talk about all that great stuff. So, Roy, welcome to Straight Talk No Sugar Added. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, Nina. And just uh, embarrassing, it's Osing, but that's close enough. I get all sorts of I get all sorts of permutations, and I'm okay with it. I'm thick-skinned. That's why I am where I am. (laughs) Got to be able to do it. And listen, I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak with you and your audience today on on my journey, and uh, and hopefully uh, can provide some ideas that might help people. That's what I'm here for. Good. I'm, and I'm glad you're here. I mean, I really love the name of your book um, and I love um, like all that experience that you have. So I do want to know a little bit about that. So if we can go back a little bit, I'd like to know, you know, uh, a little bit more about you, Roy. So let's 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 get a little bit about you and we'll go from there. OK, well, to paint the con- paint, paint the context, I'll start with in the beginning, <laughs> the telecom world with like several years ago was a regulated monopoly. You, you can remember that. Mm-hmm. I can certainly remember that. And uh, and I was in the business as a very young manager at that time. And my conclusion was that we were simply not ready uh, to be able to move to the next chapter, a highly competitive world where uh, we needed to do different things. And mm-hmm. so it, so it sort of motivated me on this be different uh, journey. I tagged it that way in retrospect. I didn't know it at the time. But it, uh, it led me to a style of leadership that I call breakaway. And I, I juxtapose it to what people commonly refer to as pivoting these days, which mm-hmm. quite frankly mm-hmm. is, a, 
is a very, very weak word compared to what some of the things you have to do. Pivot suggests that you you move on a fulcrum. I'm all about changing the fulcrum and breaking right. away from from tradition, breaking away from the way things are always done around here. Because in my experience, that was the only way that we, we were to be able to survive and thrive. I mean, when you go from, mm-hmm. you know, one kind of, of environment to highly competitive environment, that changes the whole game. You don't get there by incremental thinking. You don't survive by thinking incre- incrementally. And so I kind of was this breakaway dude is, is basically what it was. And and uh, we'll talk about some of the challenges that goes with that, I'm sure. But yeah. I mean, it was a huge it was a huge morph. Uh, in terms of the things that that I was advocating, the things that that I tried to facilitate, the things that I tried to change, in a in a highly dominated by engineering world, a highly dominated by technology world, when in fact we needed to move to customers and markets and competitors, and um, and so yeah, it was huge. And literally, um, I've spent over three decades uh, on this journey. Because it's not just about business; it's right. about life, being different and standing out, and learning how to color outside the lines as opposed mm-hmm. to inside mm-hmm. the lines is a life thing, and so uh, and a career thing. So I've I've actually developed to the point where I have this body of knowledge and content that isn't theoretical, Nina. I, one of the things I want your listeners to understand is I am not a theoretician. I'm not a textbook dude. I'm a right. practitioner in the trenches getting things done with real people in real world politics in real environments and it's not that i don't think textbooks are valuable i do but they're not Mm -hmm. good enough my Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. is success doesn't come from what you think and what you know it comes from what you do and the fire that's going on inside your guts that's where it comes from and so my whole leadership style which i call audacious which we can talk about because it's a subject of my new book is all about lighting fires, lighting mm-hmm. fires in people. And so I'm, I'm doing it now. I continue to do it. I do it with my grandchildren. I have four grandchildren. I am the auda- audacious papa. That's <laughs> I, it. Love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's, so that's awesome. So was, but was that always like, it was that always like in you to be that way, to be audacious or to be different? Or was that something that you started to discover in yourself when you started to see that there was something missing in business? Where did that come in? Well, there's no question that the motivation for breaking away was the climate that I found myself and my, my company in. There's no question mm-hmm. about that. I mean, I didn't do it just because it was a cool thing to do. I didn't do it just to be obstinate. I didn't do mm-hmm. it just to mm-hmm. be contrarian. I did it because I believe that unless we, we, we did something like that to break away from traditional ways of doing things, that our financial performance was going to suffer, the company was going to suffer, we would fail, and we could die. So it was mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Now, in subsequent years, just kind of reflecting back upon that, I do believe my mother, bless her heart, it would, would have been her birthday today, by the way. Happy Aww, birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, Mom. Um, uh, I do believe that that there, there was, there was something in her that she gave me without really knowing that, without me really knowing, and it was strength, it was perseverance, mm-hmm. it was dogmatic determination because that's who she was, and I didn't realize at that time. You know, man, I'm a young, young man, right, and I'm pushing, right. pushing, pushing. My mom and I were having push, push, you know, the classic thing, 
And it wasn't until after that I thought, well, in answer to the kind of question that you're asking, um, yeah, I do believe my mom had a hell of a lot to do with the intrinsic drive for me to, to do different things. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, because, you know, I think that um, I think it's hard sometimes for people who think very linear, you know, or, or just think in this way where everything has to like be in order to think outside the lines. That's why I was asking, you know, if that's something that you cultivated when you saw there was a hole in what you were doing. So were you uh, were you ever like fearful of taking those steps and coloring outside the line? Because um, the the you said the opposite would have been that maybe it would have been the demise of the company or the business, right? So were you like, screw it, if I don't do it, something it's something's gonna happen anyway, or were you like, oh man, this better work? Like how how was what was your mindset in that? Well, I mean, I guess I never really thought about it in in those terms. One of the things I believe is to keep I I, I love to keep my mind out of stuff like this because it leads mm. you to logical kind of conclusions which quite frankly don't always make sense and so right. what i would do that's is, is logical I, doesn't make sense I like well that. yeah that's kind of a, a oxymoron to a degree right. but, in, but in my world it, it made absolute sense to not listen to your logic but but so the question is well so roy who did you listen to so i listened to people who were responsible for executing the plan of my organization. I was president of a of a of an internet company in the day when dial-up was the beginning, and so you can go back, you know, oh, a yeah, couple I of remember. decades on this. <laughs> um, no kidding, right? And so the challenge we had was how to move a voice culture into a data and internet culture, mm. how to move an engineering culture into a marketing and sales culture, how to move order takers into proactive solution providers and people that created memorable experiences. Wow. I mean, just imagine that chasm. Yeah. It was yeah. huge. And so my, my way of doing it was basically to have what I call a just about right strategy. And I've, I had to build my Love own that. approach to strategic planning because the consultants and the academics of the day, they had nothing to offer me for one simple reason. Plans tend to be pristine based on reflecting dogma as opposed to being able to execute. And, mm -hmm. and I'm an executor. If you can't execute something, Nina, I don't wanna to talk to you about it, okay? Right. Because the theoretical stuff doesn't, doesn't really turn me on. What turns me on is results. And that's the other thing I want people to understand. Everything I did, every breakaway notion I had wasn't done because it was cool, wasn't right. done because it was different. It was done because I discovered an amazing thing, and that was that it, they led to unbelievable execution, which in my case led to a billion dollars in annual revenue for a mm -hmm. startup. Mm -hmm. So this stuff is not just kind of like cool stuff to do. It was, right. it was essential. So I listen to frontline people. I mean, the custodians of executing any strategy in business is are your frontline people. The irony is that very few leaders really listen to them. Well, I discovered yeah. mm -hmm. a real simple truth. All you need to do is ask your frontline people, first of all, what's not working? Secondly, what do customers want? Thirdly, what processes need to be fixed? And guess what they'll tell you? They'll tell you exactly the right thing. I don't have to sit up right. in my office pontificating all this stuff so i spent a lot of time i'm an in the trenches guy i got my hands dirty right, right, right. that's why they loved it yeah was, but you also listened 
Well, you have to listen. That, I, that's big. Yeah. You know, my, my, you know, this is one of the, there's a lot of people that talk about servant leadership these days, right? The problem is they talk about it as a style of management and it's not. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a strategic act. Okay. That starts with how can I help to what you just said? Yeah. Listening, doing something as a leader, you know, because it's a personal promise here and you discover yeah. once you do it, I mean, the world opens up, execution flourishes and guess what happens? performance of the right. company soars and so mm -hmm. that's what i did simple mm -hmm. stuff simple 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 not complicated and i had people peers say to me roy we can talk about dumb rules if you want that's one of my favorite things that i did it was so successful they said what's with this dumb rules thing i mean it's not complicated enough fundamentally is what they said now a dumb rule is a rule that doesn't make any sense to customers right Right. Now, every organization have them because they've got the rule custodians writing these stupid things. <laughs> their right. Makes no sense, right? So right. I had I had a dumb rules committee consisting of frontline people. <laughs> they would tell me what rules, Roy, didn't make any sense. And so right. what I did is, is set upon a, a course of, of killing them or otherwise changing them. I would show up. Okay, in the workplace with a long sleeve white T-shirt with dumb rules written across it and a big <laughs> X through. And that was what I did. And so that was just oh, one man. of my breakaway things. Now that you will not find that, Nina, in any textbook. Why? No, of course not. Why? Because Why it's that? not driven by any silly formula yeah. or yeah, some yeah, yeah. model construct that somebody could come up with. And I'm sorry if I'm coming on a bit heavy on this. I but love I, this. I'm no, doing it, it for a very specific reason because we're yeah. taught to do too much of that stuff. Right. It's not right. necessary. And by right. the way, how did people feel about the dumb rules contests that I have every month? They friggin' love. Them. I know. I was just thinking, what? I would have friggin' <laughs> loved that. Are you kidding me? Um, and and you know, I I really have to say something, uh, Roy, about that is because you know I've worked with a lot of like you know companies and stuff like that. But one thing is, I think it takes a a bit of humbleness too, Roy, because for you to have to listen means you know you don't know it all. <laughs> right. And and that's usually challenging. It is when you're like a president or CEO or CFO, whatever. It sometimes becomes a little bit challenging to stop and say, maybe I don't know it all and not feel threatened that you don't know it all. Right. Because I think that's the other thing is is when you are in such a high position, you sometimes feel like if I show them I don't know it, you know what I mean? They're going to think I don't know how to do my job when that's totally not true. And I think a lot of, of you that are listening, I know that I have a lot of CEOs and stuff that listen to my show. And I just want you guys to, to listen to what Roy is saying, because that takes and not only that, Roy, I also think it also motivates the people to want to follow you. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, because you're you're well, like I said, your boots on the ground. Right. Interesting. You know, like I've been I've left the company for several years now. I left as a very young man. And to this day. I will run into people on the street and they will recognize me. I won't recognize them, but they right. will because it's a large community. And you know what? You know what they quote loved about Roy? What's that? Exactly what you're saying. They mm -hmm. loved that Roy was no different than mm -hmm. anybody else. That, mm -hmm. that Roy would not only humble, I would I would just I would just subject myself to whatever they wanted, right? And recognizing that that if it weren't for them, we could not execute my strategy. Right. right. And so that's the whole thing was strategic. 
Now, the problem we have in leadership, okay, to all of your 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 listeners, is that is that we've been taught that that vice presidents and presidents sit up on this kind of like higher echelon and they look down upon their their kingdom, right? right. And they quote delegate to it. Well, mm-hmm. let me tell you that model of leadership is hogwash. It's right. absolutely hogwash because you're right. no different than anybody else in the front line. And if you really cared about results, you wouldn't read your own goddamn uh, press clippings. Right. You just wouldn't do it. Right. You, so you, right. Have to, you have to get real on this. And I had no trouble doing that because I come from a small town in the interior of BC. And, uh, you know, we just uh, we just learned stuff and did stuff. But the thing is, if you don't believe that you need to be different, that you need to figure out ways of executing through human beings. If you mm-hmm. don't believe mm-hmm. that, then you will end up to be one of these, I call them textbook leaders that mm-hmm. sit up there, right, at, with this this lofty job. The reality, Nina, it's not a lofty job. It right, isn't. right. If you want to be effective, it can never be a lofty job. Right. And, and, and I right. discovered that. And you can trust that what I'm saying is true. Why? Because I built a startup into a billion dollars of sales. That's why you can trust me. Right, it works. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so let me ask you that for a startup business. Like, what do you think are like for all of the the people who are listening? Because I know there's a lot of people right now transitioning, right? There's a lot of people transitioning out of that, you know, corporate life and wanting to start up their own thing. Right. I'm sure you're running into that too. right? Right, Right. So what do you think will at least start to help them, you know, develop uh, a plan to be successful. How do you think that, what do you think that is? Yeah. So I work a lot with, with, uh, startup CEOs mm. uh, who have these amazing technology ideas and that's how they normally start. All right. Mm-hmm. It's a technology mm-hmm. looking for a marketplace. Okay. That's mm-hmm. how that starts. My very first question to you, if you were one of these people who was, was, uh, who were talking to me is I go, Nina, how is your idea, first of all, a value-based idea and not technology is the first question. The second question is, how is it different from everybody else's out there? And the third question is, how are you going to answer the question, why should I buy it from you and not your competitor? Right. The reality is most CEOs don't get that. They can't answer the question. And I say to them, stop. If you can't figure out how your idea is unique and special and one of a kind and the only one we can talk about the only one because that is one of the best gems i can offer your your listeners if you can't figure that out when you start don't start keep at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply trying to figure it out until you get it right and then stop this tendency to burn cash because it's a cool idea technology isn't Mm -hmm. sexy okay Mm -hmm. value and benefits and experiences and addressing what people crave not what they need what they crave that's sexy and it's sexy because a the competition in the craving space is really low because nobody thinks about it they're all thinking about satisfying needs hence price is important and they're in the now in the commodity world which is a horrible place to be and and b you can charge premium prices for satisfying cravings i mean it's just simple stuff i'm in the saving i'm in the cravings business what you and i are doing right now i'm trying to satisfy what people crave like interesting communication edgy language high level of emotion high level level of energy practical stuff that's what right. people crave. They don't crave That's more good. intellect. If you want intellect, get a PhD out of M- out of Harvard and talk about a case study. Right. I don't have any time for that. <laughs> I love you, Roy. I don't You're have hilarious. any. <laughs> I love it. I always say that I don't have no. T- I don't have any time for that. I don't have no time for that. Um. So, so, um. So let's talk about that though. Like, uh, I love this. Okay. So you're saying that it's it. You have to really take your technology or whatever business because I can apply this to anything I can apply this to our coaching business to podcasting to whatever it's really about what people mostly desire more than what they need right is that what you're saying absolutely in fact I started out with the word desire let me tell you how this how this morphed for me okay to to juxtapose needs I first started out with this notion called secrets and I, I would say what you need to do is figure out the innermost desires of people, mm-hmm. call those their secrets, and then try and market and create value that satisfies the secrets. And then I said, well, hang on a sec. I'm going to start thinking about, I'm going to start moving that word. And eventually I ended up with the notion of cravings, okay, which kind of talks, what do people crave? What do people lust for? What mm-hmm. do people covet? Okay, to try and to try and really remove it from the notion, this pedantic definition of needs, to make that gap wide so that people understood that it was a completely different concept to start right. figuring out how you're going to be a crave marketer. Figure that out. And, and it's really simple because there's very few people that actually try and do that. Mm-hmm. And so the competition for cravings is less. Yeah. So, so wouldn't yeah. it make sense to try and be in that business? I mean, that sounds so good. I know. <laughs> Roy, that's amazing. I, I know, know the people who are listening, boy. Uh, mm, okay. So, 
I what know. I love uh, is I've I've interviewed hundreds of people, right? I think we're at like episode one eighty or something. Like that. I don't even know, but I never heard anybody put it that way. I just never heard anybody put it that way. I freaking love it. I'm gonna well, go back now to the drawing board. I have things I gotta fix. <laughs> well, see, so, you know, it's interesting. Like, I don't want to. I want to sort of, you know, morph and move from that concept of cravings to to something I discovered um, when I when I actually had to undertake this 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 data and internet challenge as president, and that was the definition of what makes you special. And and a lot of people call it a competitive advantage claim and a competitive claim, and and. I got to tell you, business today is mediocre when it comes to that. Like how many times have you read a statement by a company when they say they're either better or they're best or they're number one or they're the market leader or they're premium or they've been here a hundred years, none of which makes a damn bit of difference to a consumer. (laughs) They want to know, why should I buy from you? That's right. So I came up with this concept which I call the only statement, right? And it's really simple. It's the way to declare your uniqueness in a very granular way so people can see what it means because nobody knows what better means anyways, right? right? So it's called, we are the only ones that, right? So Roy is the only one that. Uh, ABC company is are the only ones that. Now, the interesting thing about the only statement is it's binary. It either exists mm-hmm. Or it doesn't. You can observe mm. it and you can con- conclude whether it's true mm. and whether it addresses something that customers care about. This is most this is the, the biggest revelation, okay, in my work, quite frankly. And so I would say to your listeners, if you don't have an only statement, you don't have a competitive position. Right. You just don't. Go back, check, check it out, check your mission That's statements, awesome. check your competitive yeah. complaints. Yeah. I'll bet you any money. I'll bet you any money that uh, that they all have some sort of reference to a comparative. I mean, I did a bit of research on this and, you know, companies and I'm not saying that companies that don't have it can't be successful. What I'm saying is they do a terrible job at telling the consumer why the consumer should buy from them and not somebody else. Check out Starbucks as an example. Great Mm -hmm. company. Love their coffee. But I got to tell you, their competitive claim sucks. Right. It sucks. Because it right. isn't clear, it uses all this airy fairy aspirational language. Uh, yes. And so that yes. to me is is something that I learned. You won't find it in a textbook. Oh, sorry, you will. You will find it in two <laughs> textbooks. One is "Be Different or Be Dead: Your Business Survival Guide," which I wrote in two thousand and nine, Nina. And the second is in "Be Different or Be Dead: The Audacious, Unheard of Ways I Took a Startup to a Billion in Sales," which hit the market on may the 31st man we're close we're less than two weeks away yay from my second be different and be dead in print version come on people that's fantastic talk to me about that talk to me about that book what 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 is the strategy behind that the strategy basically was to update what i started writing about formally in 2009 Mm. Uh, which was the survival guide, and 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 that was that was done at a time when the economy was pretty challenging, yeah. and so I basically dumped my stuff into this book, right? Um, and it, the interesting story behind it is, um, I was doing a lot of presentations and and having a lot of seminars, particularly from small to medium, although some large businesses, on my on as my wife would say, on my stuff. 
Right. Uh, and the one that they loved was called Be Different or Be Dead. And I never gave handouts, right? I was too cheap to give handouts. And so one day, <laughs> one day this guy says, well, if you're not going to give us a handout, why don't you write a book, Roy? What a great idea. Right, right. So, so I did. <laughs> so I came out in 2009. Since then, I've written five ebooks, basically taking vertical slices of the original oh, nice. Be Different or Be Dead. Okay. And all this stuff is on my website, bedifferentorbedead.com. And then last year, it occurred to me that it's time to see if I could update my my work uh, mm -hmm. and if it was still relevant. And when I this is amazing to me uh, when I when I talk to people about it and said, you know, do you think this stuff has legs? And the result was overwhelming. Oh, yeah. my God, does it have legs? It's more important today than it was 13 years ago, yeah. Nina, when I first yeah. wrote it. And so that gave me the motivation to basically come up with my, uh, you can see it in the back, uh, come up with my seventh book uh, where, where I, I literally um, drove it towards a growth context. Mm. If you're able to do these sorts of things, then you too can grow a business, maybe not to a billion dollars, but beyond your wildest imaginations. You know what? Right. I still get goosebumps when I actually think we created an, an engine that I, I'm doing it right now, that gave us a billion dollars. And we didn't right. start up knowing where we were going to end up. All we started out knowing was this stuff works. This right. stuff is simple. People believe in this stuff. Let's do it. So do you, did you, do you now see, you know, looking, looking uh, back and then coming to today, do you see how your innovative thoughts and the way you thought differently then, do you see that? impacting today the way we do today with tech do you see that do, do you i see it manifested in the yeah did, did, yeah oh, like you know how you said you thought out of the box and everything oh, and you yeah, push yeah, them and everything yeah. do you see that today like as a wow if if we wouldn't have done that then maybe we wouldn't be you know seeing some things that we see today do you do you see what my question does that make sense i get it no okay. i get it and I've, I've you know if you if you check out my blog i've written a I've written one blog that says, um, uh, as a chief marketing officer, which I was part of my career, um, where do I see marketing? Like a decade after I wrote this article called "Marketing is a Boring Bust," right. and it's <laughs> and so one of my conclusions was, and it it applies to everything, is that have we made progress in mm -hmm. business? Mm -hmm. Yes. Have we? Have we made the kind of progress that I would have liked to have seen in terms of the strategic part of the business? And I would say no. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would say no. There's, there's, even though there's more competition today, the amount of differentiation that's communicated is less. I mean, right. I refer to businesses as being really mediocre in a certain way, and I get challenged by that. And I mm -hmm. always say, mm -hmm. okay show me how many only competitive claims there are out there. Right. And they say right. to me, well, why should I listen to you? And I said, well, because I took a startup to a billion. Doesn't right. that give you some currency and belief in it? <laughs> right. Okay, really? I mean, so so there's those sorts of simple, tried and proven things. And maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't do a good enough job starting out in 2009, Nina. Maybe I didn't spread the word the way I should have. And in fact, that's one of the, Wait, one of the reasons I'm loving having these conversations right. is today it, it I have a different different avenue to get the word about be different or be dead and break away thinking out there. And I really appreciate and I'm grateful for it. Didn't have so much of it then 12 years ago. So I'm 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 
grateful for that. Maybe I didn't do a good enough job, but I'm having another go at it. I want to change right. the conversation I love away it. from copying people. Yeah. Right? Going to Google and that. finding best yeah. in class and copying that crap because it doesn't make any sense. You know what? There's I certain things. There's certain things to copy. There's other things not to copy. You yeah, never yeah. copy stuff that's related to the strategy or business. And yet people do that. I think it's intellectually dishonest to claim that copying an idea is 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 actually innovative. Mm-hmm. It's not. Right. <laughs> right, it's, it's, right. I, I just I think it's abhorrent right. for people to talk that way. And there's so much of that going on. Yeah. So I can go I can go down I can go down my breakaway list here and I can give you probably twelve things. Okay, that continue to go on today that are exactly 180 degrees out of phase with what I would like to see. And it starts with competitive claims. It it goes on to talk about people copying, not creating. Mm. It talks about people focusing on crowds, not individuals. Like one of the things that drives me crazy about about marketing is they think they think the average customer exists. And that's why they market to masses. And I'm saying, seriously? You think I'm the same as the next dude next to me? You just haven't looked closer enough. Right. And quite frankly, if you did, you'd find out what I craved. And then right. you could make money off me, right? I freaking so love that. Tons yeah. of stuff. <laughs> so tons good. Of stuff right we should Roy. do another show. We should do another <laughs> we show on to. what breakaway means. Because I got Let's tons of stuff here. Let's do it. Honestly, because my brain is like, <laughs> like I am like loving this conversation because I, you know, I I love creating as well. And and sometimes I get stuck in that, Roy. I get stuck in the, well, how is everybody else doing it? And what do the masses think? Like that stuff, right? Because some of the coaches I've had in the past have kind of led me in that in that direction. And quite honestly, my brain is very, you know, very organized, like everything has to be organized and put in place. But when I hear these kind of conversations or these kind of um, statements, like uh, what is the, what is your only statement? We are the only one that dot, 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 like my brain just like, boom. Yeah, <laughs> completely exploded. So, Roy, I I really do want to do another one. If that's okay with you, I'm going to send you the link. Let's do it. Um, and I would love to have you back on because I think you just have so much wisdom and so much to share. And I love that different way of thinking is just fantastic. I literally am thinking about like how I'm going to change my whole damn thing now. I'm so excited. Okay. So before I let you go, Roy, I do want um, all of my listeners to know where they can buy your book and follow you and maybe work with you. Now, do you coach? I know that you mentor. Do you coach as well or... Absolutely. Well, let me answer the question this way. Yeah. First of all, my home is be different or be dead.com. And mm-hmm. I, I would love for people to come and, and visit. I've tried to to develop the the site as a as a resource for people. Mm-hmm. So I blog every Monday. So there's a new blog out today saying why wow. six out of ten is an awesome score. Most people don't think six out of ten is terribly brilliant. I happen to do. Go check right. it out. Why? That's the sort of stuff that I write about all the time. And there's a page on my books. So you can go and check out each of my books. I find out, you know, there's links in terms of where you can go to, to buy them or check out further, etc. There's also what I call a thoughtful remarks page. And so if you wanted to find out what other people are saying about Roy and his work, including other podcast hosts. So I hope I hope you give me some sort of words and oh, I post yeah. all that stuff with a link Absolutely. to your to the to your recording. 
And then there's my email, roy.osing at gmail.com. You know, I'm happy to have a conversation with you as a person about what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get now, because I've been doing this for a couple of months, I get people sending me an email saying, Roy, here's my draft only. What do you think? Right. Oh, come on. That is so cool. And I spent yeah. some time working with them. In fact, after after this show, I've got a guy calling me. He's he's bent out of shape because he can't differentiate his, his teaching business. And right. so I'm going to give him a half an hour of my time to do that. So, yes, awesome. I do all that stuff. That's yes, awesome. I coach. Uh, I've got a lot of young professionals that, quite frankly, are lost. And they yeah. don't have to be, Nina. Yeah. They do not have to be lost. Uh, I've got some insights and some observations, not prescriptions. Like I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be tagged as a prescription guy because I don't have the right to prescribe what's right for you. What I can do though is give you all sorts of ideas right. that work for me, and you pick and choose what might work for you. Oh, and I'm happy to do awesome. that with anybody. Awesome, awesome. You people out there better listen up. <laughs> Roy knows what he's talking about. All right, make sure you get on there and check him out. I'm going to make sure that I do all of that, Roy. You are amazing, and oh, this thanks. was a great conversation. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Guys, thank you. thank you so much. Make sure that you link with his information below. I'm going to make sure everything's on there. Go on to his website. Go ahead and read that book. I just cannot wait to have him back on. As you guys know, I love anything that tantalizes the brain and makes you think differently. And that is exactly what he did. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You are the best, okay? I have the best podcasting community ever. I really do. And I appreciate you guys being on here. Make sure you go on to winject.com slash register, W-I-N. J-E-C-T dot com slash register and register for my free community because I want to be really um, connected with you and I want us to brainstorm and be with each other and connect in a deeper way. If you are looking for coaching, please make sure that you also email me at hello at straighttalknosugaredit.com. I work with women and I help them develop that business that they are envisioning in their hearts so that they can win. Thank you guys so much for being here. Love you, love you, love you. This is Dina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 